What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Nicole Ackman's interview with the director for Cinderella, Kay Cannon. This is it. Dresses by Ella. Here's a laugh. This girl fancies herself a businessman. <laughs> Cinderella, it's only my love for your father, rest his soul, that stands between you and a life on the street. I have to make a life for myself. I'll sell one of my signature dresses. Soon everyone will know my name. <sighs> to make sure your nuptials are done properly, we shall hold a ball. You shall find a bride. Cinderella, you don't need to go to the ball. Please, stepmother, I spent weeks making this dress. My future depends on it. Yes! I am your fabulous godmother. Do you want to go to that ball and meet a bunch of rich people who will change your life? Yes, I was just crying and singing about it like two minutes ago. Then go, you shall! Oh, look at that. This is different. I don't okay, think... Dad, you said you wanted to be a businesswoman. It's magic time. Holy. Where's my tail? I can't balance without my tail. Here I go again. I'm imagining the world outside. Of the oh, my God. It didn't happen. And even if it did happen. Hi. Would you like to dance? Right now. Where did you get that dress? I designed it. I pick you to be my princess. What about my work? I don't want a life stuck waving from a royal box any more than a life confined to a basement. If it's a million to I'm gonna be that one. If it's a I have dreams. Dad, I have to chase. I'm gonna be Marry him and all of our problems will be solved. It's too late. Life outside this basement starts right now. They're glass. Any way you can make them more comfortable? No. But you just did a whole thing. Even magic has its limits. Hi, I'm Nick Lockman from Nexus Picture, and I'm super excited to be speaking with you, Kay. Hi, Nicole. So I'll jump right in. First, I wanted to ask, was Cinderella your favorite princess growing up or did you have a different favorite? Uh, I, she was not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really, I wasn't really like a princessy 
kid and I didn't really relate. I think if I was, if I was going to pick someone like it would be, it'd be, um, uh, the little mermaid. Uh, but I, it's, I think it's just because I, re- I didn't realize back then that's like, she had to give up her voice, like what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but when I was younger, I was like, Oh, I love the music. And I get like, I feel like she is being defiant in a way. So I, I had to pick a favorite and be that one. Awesome. So in the movie, Billy Porter plays sort of the fairy godmother character, and he's absolutely fantastic. But I was curious, how did that casting come about? Was it always your intention to have gender blind casting for that part? Yeah, it was. It was, it was, I just felt like the women who played that role were so amazing that at every turn in this process, I was like, how can I make it different? How can I make it different? How can I make it different? And it was like, I can't compete with the likes of Whitney Houston. I can't, we can't compete with, you know, Helena Bottom Carter. Like they're just so good. And so it was like, okay, how can I make it different? How can I make it different? Like who's magic? Who feels like magic? And and then I was like, who's inclusive? Who's, who is of the now who, you know, and then who's an amazing singer and dancer. And it's like <laughs> Billy Porter. <laughs> so I wrote it with Billy in mind. I, I wrote it um, for him in his voice. That's how, who I heard uh, when I was writing it. And then uh, as luck would have it, he read the script and loved it and said yes right away. That's amazing. I think another really interesting character is the stepmother, Vivian, who is played by the amazing Idina Menzel. And I love that she really gets her own backstory in the movie. What was your inspiration for that? Yeah, you know, like I was mentioning earlier that I wasn't really into Cinderella. And I think when I was a little girl, I felt like it felt like a lot of um, ladies who were mean to each other, you know, and I, and I don't think I could uh, connect to Cinderella because to the character Cinderella, because maybe because she was just blonde and blue eyed and I was dark haired and dark eyed. So to me, I was like, if I was going to cast myself at this, I would be one of the stepsisters. Well, I don't want to be one of the stepsisters because they're so mean to Cinderella. So um, <clears throat> it was really important in this retelling that I did, I didn't really want to have a villain. You know, I wanted to have, I want us to understand and tell like a multi-generational story and tell uh, the story of the stepmother, give her backstory so that we could understand why she's acting the way she's acting. And that it, this is tough love. In other iterations, she never acknowledges. In fact, she straight out says, you're not my daughter. In this one, I wanted her to really feel like Cinderella was one of her own kids. And that the best way that she knows how to mother her is through tough love. And that the best way that you, can live a, a happy life is to, you know, marry. And so she thinks she's doing Cinderella a favor. <laughs> now she does really terrible things. Like she basically like traffics uh, her to yeah. and, and she pulls at her ear and she's like, she's not, she does bad stuff. But I, I did want, a, like, if we can understand that she had dreams of her own, I just felt like that was really important to tell. And also I think probably what I'm most proud of in this retelling is the fact that we don't banish the stepmother at the end, that she comes back and they have this beautiful moment during Let's Get Loud where there's growth there and there's understanding there. And, you know, I, I could like, I would get teary eyed when I, when I watch that part, because I feel like, I feel like it's really relatable. And, you know, as close as I am with my mother, she still has her way of doing things. <laughs> and, you know, I just feel like that, uh, that, if we can understand each other better, it might just make things easier in life. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And as you, you know, sort of alluded to in this version, the stepmother is sort of encouraging Ella the only way to go through life is to get married. And she's trying to make her way as a businesswoman in this very patriarchal society. And I was wondering, were you inspired at all by your own experiences as a woman in the film industry, which is still very male dominated for directors and writers? You know, I could, I can really understand Cinderella's hustle, you know, like that, that the work hard uh, attitude that she has and not quitting. And um, because like my first job was 30 rock and I, it was an amazing experience. It was like going to grad school for comedy writing. Right. And, and, and luckily for me, it was created by Tina Fey. It was like, Tina Fey was like a mentor to me and a very good friend. And, and I saw, I had a different experience. Like in the, in the TV world, I kind of only really worked for women. Like I was on new girl, which was created by Liz Merriweather, you know, like, and I worked on Christella, which, you know, was like, Christella was the lead. So in the film in the film side, it, it really is about like that, that I felt like I put in my, like Cinderella, put in my 10,000 hours and, um, and just, just like put my head down and just try to do the work of, you know, but I've been fortunate. I've been given opportunities, um, mostly by men, uh, to, uh, who saw potential in me. And so in that I'm, I'm really grateful. I mean, I don't want to be like, I'm grateful for like, that a man saw me and said, you can do this. But, uh, you know, I, I do think everything is a fight still, but that I think that's par for the course. I think it's always nothing good is easy. And, and, uh, and so I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just never gonna quit. So unless like somebody really forces me to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you've mentioned, there are so many different iterations of the story of Cinderella. What, in your opinion, makes this one unique? I think using the contemporary songs uh, and some originals that have like this jukebox musical feel is definitely unique. It's never been done. It has been done as a musical before, but it's usually the Roger and Hammerstein Hammerstein, uh, traditional uh, musical. So I think that feels unique. I feel like hopefully the comedy feels more in line with my, my voice and my worldview. Um, so in that way, I think it's unique. And, and, um, and I, I like, I hope that 
people see the surprises that are in there. Like, I think they're going to go in and think they know what they're going to see. And I'm, I'm hoping that they'll be surprised. And, and one of the big things I tried to do, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but Cinderella, she is the protagonist, but it's really not what this movie's about. This movie is about everybody else around Cinderella and like, uh, and that how they all change. She never changes. They all change. Uh, so she's like Rudy. She's like Rocky. Like she's like a dog with the bone and like, and, and knows who she is. And the prince changes and the king sees something different and the queen sees something different and gets her voice. And um, so that I, I hope will feel different. You know, like the king and, or sorry, uh, Cinderella and Prince Robert, they kiss and like find each other. And that's not the end of the movie. <laughs> in other iterations, that would be the end, right? And that would be the happily ever after. And I always like to say that I feel like I feel like we have a wedding at the end, but without the wedding, like we have the, basically have the wedding reception, you know, where people are just partying and having a good time, but nobody, nobody got married. <laughs> I love that. And finally, this story does feel like it's very much about empowerment, especially for uh, the female characters in it, you know, from Cinderella to also even the queen kind of finding her own voice. Yeah. What do you hope, particularly younger girls who see this movie take away from it? You know, I hope they're, I hope they laugh and have a good time and sing and dance, but first and foremost, and then, and then after that, I hope that they, and I hope this for everybody, not even just, just young girls, but I hope that everybody can see a character in this movie that they relate to, uh, or see themselves in, in one, in any of the characters and that, you know, this notion of not quitting and, and, and figuring out what it is that you want and, and you have a passion for something that, that, that you should not only have a dream, but you should be able to go after that dream. And there are gonna be people who tell you no. So I think like when younger, oh, uh, sorry to digress here, but it was really important to have Mandy Bushel, like uh, uh, the 10 year old drummer, uh, you know, like, like I, I hope like my daughter who's seven, when she saw the movie, she was just like, who is that? You know, like when they see someone that's like closer to their age, who's just mm -hmm. like rocking out and playing the drums and in front of all these like, uh, you know, townspeople. And she, I think she was really inspired by that, like by, by seeing, seeing, a, you know, power in a young person mm -hmm. and, and someone going for it and doing something that they love. It's really, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's really nice. Amazing. And just Really quickly, um, can you tell me, you know, what were some of your inspirations? Were there any things that you sort of looked for whenever you were crafting this, either other musicals or other retellings of stories? Yeah, well, Moulin Rouge, who did the, you know, Moulin Rouge is a big inspiration to me. Uh, it's, they, they're doing what, what we're doing. I, I, would you call Moulin Rouge a jukebox musical? I mean, they yeah, were, yeah. they're original songs. <laughs> and, yeah, original songs with, you know, like I, I was, I just love that movie. And, I, and, and between Moulin Rouge, A Knight's Tale, Ever After, you know, like those were um, where I was like studying them and, and, and drawing inspiration uh, from them. Uh, you know, that, that, yeah, that's my answer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so thank excited you. for everyone to get to see the movie. Yay. Thanks. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole Ackman's interview with the director for Cinderella, Kay Cannon here on the next best picture podcast. Cinderella is currently streaming on Amazon prime video. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can listen to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. 
Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For a $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.